Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 212, Grassroot Communication. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. It's always good to be back with you. And I hope you're managing to sail relatively smoothly through October. We're moving into eclipse season. And eclipse seasons always bring a little bit more turbulence, but also new birth, new growth. And our first eclipse is the partial solar eclipse on the 25th of October, followed 14 days later by a lunar eclipse on the 8th of November, which is kind of an important day in the US. But we're going to focus mainly on this solar eclipse. And a solar eclipse is when things become darkened and then new birth occurs. And this is being helped along by dear old Saturn. We've talked a lot about Saturn in Aquarius, but Saturn has been going retrograde and now it's coming to a full stop, and then we'll start going forward again on the 23rd of October, two days before that eclipse. So when Saturn is slowing down because of its nature to be more restricted and limited and more heavy, you may be feeling tireder or may even have insomnia or aches and pains or more lethargic and can't be bothered to do anything. Yes? Hang on there. Because once you pass that 23rd, things will start moving forward again. And I would suggest you don't start any new projects until after the 25th, because the 25th and the new moon allows us to give birth to something new. But what Saturn's been doing is stirring up the rules and the beliefs that we've been carrying about what we should be doing, how we're going to live our lives. And you may have found that over the last few months, you've been laying those aside or saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. No more shooting on yourself. No more must. I have to. Letting go of some of the rules that you may have carried for so long. I've got to be this way. I've got to be this way. And we're li literally saying maybe there's a petal that you've been pleasing other people or following the rules or doing the right thing. And you're saying, you know, I've done that faithfully. I have gold stars in that. But I don't want to do it anymore. So remember, just because you do something well, it doesn't mean you should keep doing it. And maybe it's time to move to another petal. Finish that one. Doesn't mean you don't do things. But now you, instead of saying, well, I should do it, you say, I know I can do it, but do I want to? And that's what Saturn's now saying. What is the energy that you're bringing to this event? Is it something you want to do? Will it bring you nourishment and growth? Or does it just keep you in the same space that you've been in for a long time? Doing something because we can do it never allows us to grow. Taking ourselves into a new space, a space where we are sometimes challenged, is really where we need to go. And that's what's happening at this moment. Now let us return to the Scorpio new moon. And this Scorpio new moon means that the moon and the sun and Venus are all together there at the beginning of Scorpio. 
And what's fascinating is when Venus is there, it's saying, because Venus says, what do I love doing? It says, I love doing scorpionic things. So what are scorpionic things? Uh, drumming, dancing, sex, hot food. We often say that Scorpio wants the drama. It wants the movement. So you might find yourself dancing around or singing around or being more dramatic during these times, especially if you have any Scorpio in your chart. And Scorpio has that element of always being able to go deeper. Any of you who are Scorpionic who are listening to me, maybe you've been told, oh, you're far too intense. Just, you know, can't you be lighter? And it's hard for Scorpio to be lighter because actually the joy is going deep. Very good at psychology, the occult, shamanism, anything that will take you deeper inside yourself. And that's why we often find with Scorpionic energy that they will go to places where other people would have a fear of going, working in prisons, working with people dying, working with abuse, because they have no fear of those more chaotic energies of the underworld, or what I like to call the other world. Now, before I go into the personal, we just want to say that when we have a Scorpionic eclipse, we are talking about other aspects of Scorpio, which are about money and energy. Of course, we all know that's a big issue at the moment. So how do we get our energy, our fuel? The Scorpio says, well, I have it deep down inside, which is why we talk about oil and gas. But it's also about fertilizer and all the things that bring together growth. But it's also about sometimes other people's money, trusting other people with your money, trusting other people with your energy. So at this time, we're all looking at pension funds and trust funds and where I'm going to put my money in the bank or the currencies, the money currencies. So there is a feeling of being out of control with that which brings us stability. And that can be very much a scorpionic energy. It's like, oh my goodness, have I got safety? But I say that because it's almost reflecting the opposite sign of Scorpio, which is Taurus. So at the moment, what we say is we have a south node in Scorpio, north node in Taurus. And this particular eclipse is all about the south node. So the north node in Taurus wants that security. Tell me, tell me where I get my money. Get, tell me how I'm going to stay safe. It's about money and touch and food and, and nurturing and all of those things that Taurians like. Scorpio says, I don't care about those things. In fact, Scorpio is very comfortable with chaos and the unknown and the mystery. And that's what we're seeing in the world as a sort of polarity. One aspect of holding on to everything, another aspect of almost letting go, letting the chaos come, letting the breakdowns happen. And this Eclipse has a very strong relationship with Pluto, which I've talked about before. Pluto, the ruler of Scorpio, Pluto is saying, let's just break down everything that's not working so we can build something new. And that might have been happening in your world as well. You know you want to change. You know that things could be better, but you might be holding on to that, I don't know, armchair that you've always had in your life. Why do I have to let go of this armchair? Well, it doesn't fit into this room anymore. Yeah, but my armchair. And we've all got something that we hold on to. It's like a security blanket. 
But Scorpio, with the help of Pluto, are coming along and saying, that isn't working for you anymore. Let it go. And that's happening through a very deep communication, isn't it? It's not someone else telling you that. I'm sensing that all of us are sensing a freedom coming, a change coming, that sense of, oh, my goodness, there's so much more out in the world that I could experience. That's that awakening. But at the same time, we would just like to be able to achieve that awakening, holding on to those old chairs or whatever it is that keeps us secure. All right. So we say, okay, I'd love to awaken. I'd love to move into those other dimensions, but can I take all of this with me? And Scorpio is saying, no, you can't. <laughs> and you're watching Scorpio throw the, the, your favorite chair onto the fire and it's burning and you're going. But there's another part of you that's saying, however much I might be grieving the loss of the old, because there is a lot of grief happening, that excitement that's coming, I'm actually okay with. So something inside of us is changing. We may be protesting. We may be arguing with someone who's trying to take something from us. But another part of us saying, you know, that's not what's important. And what I've noticed that I can be in my head thinking about things, which I do very well. And then if I drop into my heart, none of that matters. In fact, it's not that I'm excited or seeing into the future. All that I'm feeling is there's a peacefulness there, that whatever comes is absolutely perfect. So when we get into these battles of trying to hold on to something, ask ourselves not, oh, well, you know, don't have a discussion about is it right or is it wrong. Drop out of that space into the third option. It doesn't matter. And when you drop into that space, you drop into what does matter. So we have to make it not matter before we can make it matter. We have to let go. And that's what Scorpio and Pluto together are trying to help us to do. And what it's doing for us is helping us to listen deep within. What matters? What really matters? Communicating at that deepest level. And this is what I call that grassroots communication. And I came across that because someone was asking me, how do I know that I'm psychic or intuitive? And of course, I wanted to launch into, well, you feel this or that. But I realized that it was just words. And what I needed to express for this individual was that feeling. What does it feel like? when you know you're connected to something much bigger than your little chatter in your head? What does it feel like when you drop into your heart? And I call that a feminine energy, available to both men and women, but more accessible to, by women. And when I connect to that scorpionic energy, it is what I call more a dragon energy, an intuitive energy, a creative energy, a connecting energy. 
So to me, Scorpio breaks down that which keeps us separate so we can connect and on a much deeper level to what matters. And even though we may protest, and you may say this is being done by the crone in our lives, our virgin mother crone energy, the crone says, let's break down everything that's stopping you being all that you are. And we may <laughs> cry and be angry and grieve, but in our heart of hearts, we know this is right. Now, I'm not suggesting at this moment in time that's what's happening to you in your life. I'm hoping you're not battling with something you're trying to hold on to. But with this Scorpio eclipse, we're being taken into a much deeper level, a level where it's not just about death and letting go. It's about reconnecting. It's about true communion, communication with with yourself, with beings in your world, far beyond words. So when I was trying to describe to someone what it means to be psychic, it was to be able to communicate without words. And we've all got that, that ability. You know, you might think of someone and they call you, <clears throat> or you send feelings or love to someone because you just feel it's right at that moment. I mean, how can we explain that? We could explain it physically through entanglement, but there's this network of communication that takes place. And I noticed that when we were wearing masks, I was communicating through my eyes, and there was a deep communication could occur. When I took off my mask, we were communicating with our mouths. But how many times... Do you not only sense what's going on in someone in terms of their emotions, but feel the connection to them, the resonance? And I, I do align it more commonly in women than men, but mainly because the feminine energy, whether it's due to hormones or due to our XX gene, there's something in women that wants to communicate, wants to find a point of common union. So we go into a restroom, and we start talking and saying, I like your hair, I like your shoes, because we want to find that point of common union. I guarantee men do not communicate when they're in the restroom in the same way. So women communicate to find union. And it might be with words, it might be with smiles, it might be just in a way that somehow you feel you're not alone. And I remember being in a Tony Robbins course where there were thousands of people as he tends to attract. And in this particular day, he divided us up. So the men were on one side, the women were on one side. And he said, you're not allowed to use words to communicate, but I want you to communicate your energy. We could say to the opposite sex, and I'm not going to get into gender issues at this moment. But what was interesting is that the men tended to show their energy towards the women using their hands, you know, sometimes with sound, but it was very much an individual energy. Each man wasn't considering the man next to them. They were showing their energy to women through themselves. But without any communication verbally, all the women held hands and raised their hands up. And you can hear that it still touches me. And we just stood there with our hands raised. 
and it was in common union to honor these men and their energy. But there was no need for us to do it as individuals. Our strength was in togetherness. And I very much feel that had we done that with men in the women's groups, we would have probably brought a few of those men doing the same things. But there's something about that feminine community, that feminine Scorpio energy that knows how to connect for the good of the whole and not just for the good of the individual. Again, I'm not wanting to stereotype and say men are more interested in one thing or other, but the masculine energy, my masculine energy, has more of an individualization. My feminine energy wants to communicate and connect. And I moved from there, and I, I was really being struck by the idea of how does Mother Earth do this? And I heard someone speak and say, if we want to understand how we evolve, we must mirror nature. And I thought about the body, but I actually ended up very much coming down to grassroots, coming down to what connects us on the earth and where are we connected. And before I go into this next piece, I was listening again, things happen, and I listened to someone and they were speaking about regimes that had come and gone. And what a regime does to take over control of the people, it limits communication and it limits fuel, finance, food, the, the sense of energy. So if you limit communication and energy, you can control the people. But what they also said is the fall of all those regimes had happened because the people at the top believed that they were elite and could not be touched. And they never communicated with those at the level of the grassroots. They never communicated with the people. And that separation from those who believe that they are better than was their downfall. And it reminded me of Marie Antoinette saying, let them eat cake. And I think of all our leaders, very few of them have any interest in what's going on for the average person. And they feel that they are able to control by limiting our communication and limiting our fuel. And that will be their downfall. And I thought about how I've talked with people's bodies in the wisdom talk and how the head and the body can get separated. And when the head and the body separate, there is no hope for the head. You see, the brain can only survive for four minutes. <laughs> the body can carry on forever or a little longer. But when the head refuses to acknowledge the gifts of the body, the head will die. The earth will continue far beyond humanity. Our arrogance, be living in our heads, we won't survive. We will only survive as long as we understand that we are as only as powerful as our connections to the earth. And that grassroots communication and intelligence is now happening. People are coming together in communities. There will be bartering systems. There will be ways of communicating that do not need social media. 
there will be always ways of communicating. We've always done that. If the sun truly went out and didn't come back for a while, we would have no communications from satellites. But we would find ways of touching each other, connecting to each other. We always have and always will. So I then went into the earth and I'd learned about fungi and the power of fungi and that how they connect through their mycelium throughout the world. And that 90% of plants and trees have a symbiotic relationship with these fungi in the earth. And the mushrooms on the top are just the sexual organs, I understand. But it is this mycelium that is this natural, both communicator and nourishment of the plants, of the trees, of ourselves. And that they live in symbiosis. And that's what we're doing now finding ways to symbiotically nurture each other, communicate with each other, warn each other, just as the mycelium does. You see these strands that you may have seen in the earth coming out of the fungi are very powerful, but they're also intelligent, super intelligent. They will be able to hold on to a short-term memory and know, okay, we don't do this again. They will teach other parts of this fungi where to go, where to not go. They send out chemicals as a warning to insects that are trying to affect a plant. They, they are literally the mother of the forests, bringing nutrition to the plants, to the trees. And in return, the trees and the plants give them the products of photosynthesis in terms of carbohydrates, sugars that they need. They move minerals around the earth. They communicate where are the healthy places to be. They also say to the old trees, okay, you've had a good time. I'm going to take some of your carbon and give it to the seedlings. So it's not about everything flourishing, it's everything communicating what needs to happen to have sustenance. And those mycelia connect to much deeper energy, the energy that I might call dragon energy or serpent energy, deep within the earth, ruled by Scorpio and Pluto. And they know how to use this energy in a healthy way, knowing that if it's used in a, again, symbiotic, healthy way, there will always be enough and more than enough. And I feel that that mycelial, which apparently has the same DNA as we do at 50% level, in terms of we share 50% of our DNA with the fungi and were once connected to it. I think we have to learn from nature. We have to learn how to work in harmony. And it is said that millions of years ago, we connected through these fungi and that that network of communication became our brain network. But now our brains have become separate from our bodies. And that when that happens, this tree cannot survive. Our consciousness is not in our heads. It's in our chemicals release. It's in our cells. It's in our DNA. So I feel this is a time for us to learn not to fight against the head, 
but to enhance the communication at that grassroots level, to share our gifts, to share our unique gifts, to communicate in intuitive ways with each other that can never, ever be blocked when someone just decides that what you're passing on is information they don't want passed on. This is a time to enhance our intuition, enhance our sensitivity to others, and to communicate what will keep us in a natural, harmonic state. I feel inspired by the mycelium. I feel, feel inspired by this fungi that has for millions of years sustained this planet and in turn has sustained us. So I walk out into my garden and I send my energy into the earth. I root into this mycelial network and I suddenly feel that I am connected to everything and everyone on this planet. And that is what I leave with you today. Spend time in nature if you can, through your soles of your feet, sending roots into the earth, not with a purpose, but just to connect. And feel that connection feeding you and you in turn feeding it, knowing that in that communication, we will never ever find that we are alone or separate because that is impossible when we know we are part of the Great Mother. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the Archive Podcast on Christine's channel, on YouTube, and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.